Hello and welcome to Convos with Chloe. So today we're going to talk about how to recognize, handle, and recover and ultimately heal from toxic and abusive relationships, whether in dating, marriage, and or co-parenting relationships. So I brought on a guest today, a very special guest, to help me talk about this topic, to give you some insight on the different spectrum, different types of relationships. And we really hope that throughout this podcast of part one and part two, that you're able to receive insight and hopefully gain freedom, strength, and be able to heal and ultimately recover and go into the life God has called you to be in, which is experiencing a beautiful life on earth and as always, eternity in heaven. Be back with you in just a second. I'm so tired of him telling me he's going to change and then I come back and nothing has changed at all. I wish I could truly just let him go move on with my life and open myself up to the love that I really deserve. I'm just tired. I'm frustrated. And I know I deserve better than this. Ever had any of these thoughts? Yeah, I did too. And many times we always do when we're dealing with someone we know isn't good for us, that we know we should have just left as soon as the breakup occurred. In my new book, The Breakup, I not only help you let go of your ex, but also how to heal, forgive, and move forward. I help you explore the many seasons of emotions, thoughts, and reaction that take over us in a recent breakup or divorce. I know it's hard. I know it can be frustrating, and it can take a lot of patience, and I'm hoping that as you read The Breakup and The Breakup Guide and go through the sessions and the discussions as well as some of the reflections that you'll be able to not only let go of your ex and heal, forgive, and move forward, but also so you can heal, see what areas need to change in your life, and be able to move forward to the life and love that God has for you. Check out The Breakup at ChloeMGooden.com, available now as well on Amazon.com. God bless. Just wanted to say thanks so much for the reviews on the podcast and the listens. I love reading some feedback from you all. And please don't ever hesitate to also ask questions and it could possibly be answered on the podcast. Continue to leave reviews and share. That helps other people to find the podcast. And hopefully within the ministry, we'll be able to help people more and more. So once again, I appreciate it. And I hope you continue to enjoy Convos with Chloe. All right, so welcome back to part two of how to recognize and handle and recover from toxic and abusive relationships, whether you are dating, married, or dealing with a co-parenting relationship, which we are super excited to talk about that Mm -hmm. as well, um, because I know that can be frustrating when you feel almost stuck uh, to uh, this situation um, because you have a child together. So we are definitely going to talk about that, kind of how to deal with it. So when you listen to part one, we go over a lot of what it even looks like, uh, whether you're married, dating, or co-parenting, and as well as the different behaviors, how, and also how it can affect you, because we want you to know how detrimental this is to your 
soul, spirit, your children, everything. Um, and God wants you to have a good life on earth. He wants you to have a beautiful life on earth. And so we're hoping with this part of the segment, all right, if you see you are in an abusive relationship. And sometimes when we see that and we're like, whoa, that can be very like disheartening. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it can almost make you sad. Some of you may have even cried as you heard us talking about it because you're just like, I'm suffering. This is my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I felt. I felt like I was suffering. Um, Michelle, what word would you use? Like, like if you could sum it up in one word, how it felt being in it. Yeah, no. <clears throat> Sorry, okay. up there. Uh, yeah, no, suffering is, is exactly the word. It is absolutely something that drains you dry of yeah. your excitement, your will to live, your purpose. Mm-hmm. And it feels like you are this hollowed out shell of a person. And so, and it's, it's very sad. It's very excruciating emotionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, like it was something that I'll never forget. Um, Like we were talking about in the part one in regards to like, you know, how it affects you and things that you do just in regular daily life, this, this situation. Um, When I was finding somewhere to stay, um, when we finally got divorced, I was leaving the situation and I mean, that's really not the only situation I've been in like that, but this particular one, I remember, and this is the the great thing about God, because we want you to realize there is hope. God mm-hmm. does see you. He will even place random situations and people in your life in the process of you removing yourself, healing. Yes. And I went to look at a place. And so I was still in that like anxiety, PTSD mode, um, and so when I, I was very fearful about finding a place because I was always so worried about noise and stress and I wanted to find peace. I was so big on like, I want to find peace, I want a peaceful home. And um, the lady, I'll never forget this, we talked one day and I think I saw that place like three or four times. <laughs> and you know, the last time I came, that lady set me down, just so happened she was there. I mean, it was a lot of other things that happened with her that like, it was so God appointed, but this situation stood out to me because she said she was there by herself. I walked, she said, close to my office for a second. She sat me down and she said to me, you know, you came in here once, you came in here twice and you came in here with your friend. And I can just tell you're so, you're so anxious. You're just mm-hmm. so, she looked at me and said, Chloe, your suffering is over. Oh, wow. I mean, my, it just like, I could have just broke down right there. I think I did actually. beautiful. Yeah. She just looked at me and she just started praying over me. Mm -hmm. Um, And right after she said that something came up and this is the scripture that popped up and I stuck to myself. I put it on my refrigerator. It's Mark 5, 34. Um, He said to her daughter, your faith Mm -hmm. has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. I want you to keep that scripture somewhere because we're going to tell you what you can do. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you your steps, um, but it's going to be God and your faith that actually gives you the power to do it. Him. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you the people, the places, the connections, but do not just depend on, oh, let me do step one through five. We are giving you a manual. God is going to be the one that gives you the actual oil to actually mm-hmm. get the engine going. So just mm-hmm. be aware of that. But he will be with you the whole way. I mean, can you think of situations that 
came up, Michelle, that like, you was like, woo, God helped me right there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's just like you said, sometimes it's that word that even to the person who's speaking it, they don't even know what they're saying, but you mm -hmm. know, right where you're at, where you're planted, if you're in a confusing spot and then you get a word like that, that it gives you instant clarity. And I would say one of the things that abuse does is it makes you really confused. It makes you doubt yourself. Oh, it makes yes. you doubt God. It makes you doubt that you're hearing God. And so when you get a moment of freedom and clarity like that, grab onto it and mm -hmm. accept it, accept that that is God pointing mm -hmm. you in the right direction and yes. go for it because he cares for you. He loves you. He does not want to see you oppressed and suffering. He Amen. wants to see you walking in freedom mm -hmm. and you might doubt what those steps are, but just like in James, it says, you know, if you're seeking wisdom, ask God, he gives liberally, but don't doubt because the man who doubts is tossed like the waves of the sea. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so yes. if you don't want to be tossed anymore, watch out because he will speak to you. He'll give you that wisdom. He'll tell you where to go. Yes. And you know, I was going to go on to the next point, Michelle, but you know what? I was going to let the Holy Spirit lead us right now. Mm -hmm. So today's scripture in the Bible reading was all about wisdom. And if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will mm -hmm. give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking James 155. And one of the things it talked about in that devotional today was the fact that, you know, if you are unsure, even based off of what we talked about, or it is hitting something in you, Ask God, he will show you clearly what is going on, but you have to be open to the truth. Um, don't go into that prayer in fear um, in any kind of way, because fear will hold you in that bad situation. Fear will keep you from your freedom. Don't let that fear keep you from that. God is with you. God talks about that. Do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be afraid because I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I'm holding you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm glad you know where it's at, girl. I know scriptures, but I have the time. I'm like, girl, I don't know. It's so it's real. You know, it's somewhere. But yes, he is there, yeah. you all. I'm telling you, even when that lady did that, I was questioning the place. This place, I mean, that place was expensive. It was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And, you know, even my mom was like, are you sure? And everybody, you know, and what came to my mind was when Peter, um, when Jesus asked Peter to come walk on water and Peter, it didn't make sense gravity wise, right? Mm -hmm. it didn't make sense at all. Right, right. And he, if he asked a scientist, he'd be like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You can't walk on water, you know? And he's, even his friend had been like, hey, that's probably not smart. But God was like, look at me, come, mm -hmm. just come. And I even had, the Lord even convicted me of trying to write all the numbers out and how can I afford this? I got convicted of trying to plan. I was like, okay, now something's going on. And that's when God said, I need you to just walk on water. I need you to just go. And God will give you the signal of when to go. He will give you the signal of where to go. And don't, I'm not going to say do anything foolishly, but make sure that you are in a place that you have a relationship with God to where you can hear him clearly because everybody else around you doesn't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, God knows and your Holy Spirit knows. You better listen to him because sometimes people, they don't understand. And then you never know that place that he has you going when, he, when you leave this situation. It may just be temporary. I was only there for eight months. Mm -hmm. But do you know in those eight months, I was, oh my God, I got peace. Yeah. I was healed. I started realizing stuff that used to bother me didn't bother me before. Mm -hmm. He healed me in that place. And he used that lady to get me there, but it was temporary. Yeah. And do you know every dime that I needed to be in that place, 
was already there, mm. came up places that I didn't even think of. So whatever we're telling you to do, do not fear leaving this because he's your provider, the, the, the spouse that you with, because he's the one giving all the money and how will I eat, how will I, etc. I'm sorry, God is your provider. And you make a great point, Chloe. A lot of the people that you're going to talk to about this are not going to understand. They mm-hmm. are not going to understand abusive dynamics. They mm-hmm. might even say that it's partially your fault. Yeah. And that can be family members. That could be friends. That could be people at your church. It's a very lonely road to go through this. That was it one of the is. reasons that God prompted me out of the things that I went through to start Agape Moms is so that we could have these dialogues and talk about these things that mm-hmm. people are not sure how to talk about. It's really like there's a discomfort of talking about it, but sometimes it's like, I don't know how to talk about it. I don't know what the truth is. Yes. And God will reveal to you individually the truth. And when we know that he is the freer of captives, that there's so many stories in the Bible, whether you think about Exodus Mm -hmm. and the Israelites leaving their oppression, or you think about even Jesus and his death, setting us free from the oppression of sin. God is a freer of captives. He's a liberator. So if any step feels like it is leading you towards liberation and it's leading you closer to God, you can, you can trust that that's what the intention he has for you is. Yes. And please be aware Yes, it is uncomfortable moments in it. Yes, it's, it's parts of it. you just like, this is hard, you know, but you have to just in those moments, look back at what you came from. Um, I think I talk about that in the podcast about, you know, you know, when you're waiting on him to change, or maybe it was one of my Saturdays with Cole, who knows the point is that I remember saying how, you know, sometimes we're looking at situations of the past the wrong way. We think we lost something, but no, nah, God delivered you. Stop mm-hmm. acting like you lost something. Mm-hmm. No, he delivered you and saved you from something. That's wise. However, mm-hmm. don't that doesn't mean it's going to be necessarily easy. You know, Israelites started right. complaining like, oh, at least when we were in slavery, we were eating right. and right. we were, you know, and, and God probably was like, are you for real? Yeah. And and I had those moments, you know, um, you know, at the time that person paid for everything, Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And yes, I had those moments of like, oh, how am I, you know, I had to get back into like getting used to paying my own stuff. And, you know, I had to just, it was a lot, it was a big transition. That's the point we're making. We get, it is going to be in transition. We know that any transition is going to be difficult but you have to trust that the outcome is deliverance and freedom and a better life for you. Mm -hmm. And I will say it, even in these steps, please write down your goal of what you want to be when you come out of this and stick that, that you want to have your children to see a healthy relationship, Mm -hmm. that you want your children to have a healthy you, because this is affecting you too and your relationship with them. Right. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yes. Yeah. It really affects it. And a lot of times the misconception is, you know, if my kids are not being directly abused and they're not being affected, but Mm -hmm. they are absolutely being abused, watching their mother be abused. It is an unstable and unhealthy environment for them to grow up in. And even if leaving has the possibility attached to it that you might be single for the rest of your life, it is possible for you to have a flourishing and full and vibrant life. Don't worry about that. Do what God is calling you to do to care for yourself and your children. Yes. And trust it. Do Mm -hmm. not hold on to these relationships because of what they're providing for you. 
um, as if it's God, you know, and God talks about that, how, you know, if you have anything that you idolize over him, it becomes your God. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, even though you know you're out of God's will, even though you know you're not walking in your calling, even though you know it's destroying your children, you're staying out of comfort. You're staying out of fear. All Mm -hmm. things that are not from God, that Mm -hmm. all comes from the enemy. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing that we want to like automatically first go into for those who listen, who have children with this abusive person, you're trying to co-parent with them. You're just like, Chloe, I hear you, but man, I got to drop this baby off tomorrow. (laughs) You know, and I don't know how to handle communication. You want to go over a little bit of that? You know, Michelle, I know you have way more experience than that. Yeah. 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 So the first thing I want to say though, no matter what, before confronting an abusive situation or before taking any kind of action, separating, whatever it is, that you consider what it is to have a safety plan. So as much as we're talking about, you know, that you don't want to do things out of fear, you do want to also exercise wisdom though. And Mm -hmm. if there's, if, and if it means that you've got to contact even a domestic violence shelter, some kind of resource in that direction to get an idea of what is a safety plan? What does that even mean? Basically it's anything to protect your physical your mm-hmm. emotional, financial well-being in the yes. process, especially if there could be any kind of retaliation, which does happen sometimes it when you does. confront these in things. different ways. Yeah. So that's the first step. And especially as it pertains to you and having kids and mm-hmm. making sure that sometimes that means you're not going to have conversations with this person alone anymore, that there would be someone there. Mm-hmm. It yep. may be that for a season or, you know, for, as you said, just for the foreseeable future that you have an, a different living situation, but yeah. by considering your needs first and your kids needs first in that, that's going to help you with just creating a, that room that you need to start understanding how to communicate then going forward. And mm-hmm. so as we are talking about, if you're going to end up, you know, in a co-parenting situation, or you already are in a co-parenting situation, it's not that just getting separated or divorced automatically the abuse stops. Right. That person is still that person. They still sometimes use the they same. get worse. They angry. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they're going to use those same tactics, and they may use them in different ways. They may yeah. use, you know, they're using them not just with one person, I guess, is the point. And just because the closeness of the relationship changes does not mean that now, oh, you're free, you know, like from that perspective. You said something right there, Michelle. So some of that, but some of that is you setting new boundaries of what behavior you will accept and tolerate. That's right. And so then when it comes to communicating, well, who's going to pick up who and whose night is it? And, you know, those kind of things. Sometimes it gets really sticky when there's kind of this attempt to form a friendship. And we think that we're supposed to be nice. You know, we think that, (laughs) well, a good Christian girl is going to still be friendly and kind or nice or whatever. Say happy Um, birthday, Merry Christmas. Buy gifts. No. So so the way, the terminology that I found most helpful with this is called gray rock. And basically it's where if you do have to have continued conversation and communication with a person who has been abusive towards you, that you have all of the emotion of a gray rock <laughs> anytime <laughs> that you have to communicate with them. So yeah. basically all that really means is it's business only. Yeah. It's not, Hey, how are you doing? What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> like, yeah. no, no, it's basically no. 
I have to talk to you. I will be kind. I will be respectful. And the word does call us to that, right? We are supposed to be kind and respectful. We're not going to get into any situations where there's going to be arguing or fighting or anything like that. Um, this should be really clearly, if you have some kind of parenting plan or are developing a parenting plan, it should be very clear about where pickups and drop-offs are. And you can always refer back to that document. I think that's really important is that Mm -hmm. it's clearly spelled out on paper somewhere that if it then comes around was like, oh, well, you know, I had to work late and it's like, it's on paper. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess we're seeing you next week. That's right. Yes. (laughs) That's it. And I'm not saying you can't be flexible, but what I am saying is like what I said in in part one, that trust is a big part of this. And if this is a person you cannot trust, and it's going to create a precedent of this person now trying to manipulate you Mm -hmm. as like their full-time babysitter, um, if you have to be cautious about how flexible you want to be in that situation. And that's something, again, that as you're talking to God through these things, you can know whether or not it's prudent for you to do that. And mostly not even for your own convenience or whatever, but for the fact that it creates instability for your kids when sometimes it's this and sometimes it's that. And so you can kind of look at having structure as something that really helps them to have predictability in a situation where there's been a lot of upheaval, Mm. then it makes it a lot easier to know what to do in a given situation. What about if they try to use mm -hmm. the kids, like going through the kids to control? Does that make sense? Or manipulate or abuse? Like how can they handle that type of situation, how to like kind of refrain from that. Yeah. So the first thing I think is for you to set the precedent that you'll never do that. Right. So if Mm -hmm. there's any kind of communication that you have to have, that it's always you and the former partner, parents, child, whatever the situation was, but that, um, the kids are never used as messengers. They don't drop off things that that's something that's handled between the adults only. And sometimes the way though, that this gets exposed is either one, you'll notice that the kid is constantly asking you things, you know, oh, dad said this, dad said that, you know, um, dad wants to know if blah, blah, blah. And that's when you would turn to your child and say, you know what, I will take care of that. Don't worry about it. And then you Mm -hmm. go back to that person and very often you're not going to be able to educate them. You may be able to say, you know, I really don't feel like I want to get the kids in the middle of this. So I would love if you would just come and talk to me directly. If you have these kind of questions, you're Mm -hmm. not necessarily going to change that person's behavior just by saying, Hey, don't do that. Or I don't think it's good, but you set the example always by the way that you handle it. And it could be frustrating that you feel like this person just is not getting it. (laughs) But (laughs) the thing is, and I think this is the most important thing to remember in your communication is a lot of times with a person who's going to use control and manipulation emotional reaction is what they're after yes they don't care preach (laughs) (laughs) they don't care whether it's good or bad they don't care whether you love them or hate them they really control thing yes they want to know that they have the ability to manipulate your emotions and so that's why that gray rock approach is so important that even if they're making you so mad (laughs) you don't like what they're doing that it goes always back to the facts and it's two sides. The first side is you got to have your house in order. You've got to make sure you are doing the best that you can to do the right thing since to set the example. And then that you are relying on 
documentation or set up structure to back up your points about why you will or won't do something. And that makes it really easy. And then you don't get sucked into a lot of these really emotional things. You know, you definitely don't want to, if there's handoffs, have any kind of arguing or negotiating that's going on at a handoff. You can say, hey, you know what? We'll talk about this at a different time. I'll text you. Um, texting can be helpful or there's co-parenting apps, things like that that have good for records too. They take yes, for the good conversations. For yeah. Yes. Um, and sometimes it actually does help to take the emotion out of it because there's no voice to voice and it's kind of limited. Um, mm-hmm. And you have the ability to control yourself too and spend oh my like God. five minutes thinking about what you're going to respond before you send yes, it. Yes, <laughs> before you like, oh my yeah. God, yes. And I was going to say, let's talk about like the law part, you know, as mm-hmm. far as like the importance of bringing in the government, the law when it's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. as women, not as women, just as people who have good hearts and are mm-hmm. loving, you like, oh, well, I really don't want to put them on child support. And, you know, I'm just going to say this from a, now this is a perspective thing, totally. And I'm going to say it from perspective from somebody who, from the, okay, I'm just going to go on my end sure. from just the married women. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to come in together on the, yeah. the child support and alimony and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So the gray rock part, um, as far as when it comes to if you're coming out of a marriage and maybe y'all have a house together, you're trying to figure that out. Um, maybe certain bills were together and it's, you're still trying to like go through the messiness stuff when you leave. I agree with her. Um, you know, sometimes when my partner will call me at the time and they're like, Hey, how you doing? You know, are things going well? I just like, Mm-mm. what's the number? <laughs> you know, like, let's just, and business I had to, only. <laughs> business only. And I did yeah. that because I knew Sadly, you almost have to get into this, not war and protective zone, but more of like a, they can't really be trusted mm-hmm. because they're unhealthy. That's right. And they don't know how to have healthy communication. They don't have how to have healthy relationship. So I don't know when you're asking me this, are you really asking? Or mm-hmm. are you trying to butter me up to get your mm-hmm. way about the next what we're about to talk about? Mm-hmm. Especially if you know that they, are, they manipulate. Right. So you have to basically make communication to where there's no room for manipulation. If they still try to do that, I started making it to where I would not have conversations if they started to get angry or disrespectful. Yes. Um, And you have to even remind yourself, you are free from the situation. Now, sadly, when you're physically free, what's going to take you the longest is the emotional, spiritual, Mm -hmm. and mental freedom. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to remind yourself, wait a minute, I don't live with you anymore. I'm not your spouse anymore. I don't have to deal with this. And you have to kind of show them, hey, if you want to communicate with me, it's going to be this way and only this way. And if you can't do it this way, I'm going to bring somebody in. Yeah. If that's they don't really want somebody way. in. Oh, yeah, I did it. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't. Okay, anyways. But, you know, but, <laughs> you know, they, so they're going to have to decide, okay, I either need to get my act together or she's going to bring somebody else in. And sometimes you don't want to bring in other people because that other person is really going to be cold because they don't have any emotional tie to you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they will get themselves together. But at the end of the day, you got to realize that communication is a huge tool of control, verbally and non-verbally. Mm-hmm. You need to limit any kind of way that they can do that, any kind of way. So if they're not going to go to your, go by your rules and your boundaries, you need to bring somebody in, make clear expectations and boundaries. I let that person know if you disrespect me in any kind of way through texting or any, et cetera, I will stop communicating period. Mm-hmm. But that's make sure you're back. Good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's good. Because, you know, it's just, 
being able to lay that down. Oftentimes when we're in the relationship, we can't do that. We live there with them and we want to work things out and all that kind of stuff. And this is setting up these, this is the new relationship, basically. Right. (laughs) Non-relationship, I guess. Right. It's saying new normal. I live over here in my very peaceful world and I will extend peace. I will extend kindness, but Mm -hmm. I will not have my peace disturbed anymore. And by being able to establish that as the baseline. And I find for myself, it was just being a broken record because once mm-hmm. you start behaving differently, they may not like that. And then they, they might don't. say, well, look at you. Why are you behaving like that? Or why are you being so cold? Or come right. on, we have so much history, you know, all those kind of stuff. And <laughs> yeah, I was really, laughing. I was like, yeah, we do have history. <laughs> we have a lot. Where do you want me to start? We want me to and, crack open and, the book. You know, let's be honest, like if you're a compassionate person at some point, some of the stuff starts to break you down. Like yeah. you want to be tough, but at the same time, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, cause you love them. You know, the yeah. sad part about it is you're the lover in this situation. Well, and you're really what we're talking about is not retaliating. What we're talking about is that there are consequences for behaviors and that if yes. you want them to ever get help or see God or make Amen. a significant life change, you have to move yourself and you can't on, enable yep. their behavior anymore. You know, love so yourself enough yeah yeah and sometimes it means though i can't enable you to sin against me in this communication so i may just have to say very plainly if you're gonna yell at me i won't be able to speak to you i won't be able to speak to you you know and yes. just kind of over and over like i'm really sorry um let's reschedule this mm-hmm. i'm not able to speak to you when you're like that you know and it's not an ultimatum you're not saying well you know if this then that it is saying i will not talk to you when you do that Yes. The end. <laughs> That's yes. a boundary. An ultimatum yes. is a tit for tat, but right. the boundary is saying if X, then Y. The right. <laughs> Instead of like, you know, if X, then nothing. But yeah, no, but that's so good though, what you said about how you know, look at it in a situation of like, you know, yeah, you do love them. I'm pretty sure that's a big part of why this is so hard mm-hmm. because a person that is loving, you have that compassion, you have that empathy for them. Love them enough, though, and love yourself enough to realize love comes with discipline. Mm -hmm. It is in the word. Correction and discipline comes with love. And she makes such a good point that do you know that by you not holding them accountable, Mm -hmm. by you not setting boundaries, you're just playing a role in them never changing mm-hmm. and them never uh, having their eyes open and God being able to change them. Like it may take you being this way, you being out of that situation and you're like in the way of God moving. You're in the way of God changing them and realize that I'm not trying to say change for you and you all gonna get remarried. I don't know. I don't know what God's will is. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying though, is that get out of the way and love yourself enough to where, you know what, I have to love me. Let me tell you something. He loves himself enough. Mm-hmm. He loves himself a whole lot. Well, and, he's and the not thing is, about you. you know, and I think the thing that we don't realize in this situation is we've actually become an idol of that person. And mm, so they are not interested in changing or doing the things that God would have for them to do because all they care about is attention from us. And, oh, that's so good. Yes, you know, so it's like once yeah. you as the idol go, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, it's like when you realize you are actually the source of their addiction to attention, then you realize that the loving thing is actually to remove yourself so that they might have that help. space to hear God yeah. and to repent. 
Amen. I'm, seriously. I mean, everything you're saying, I've experienced it, experiencing it still sometimes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's attention. They will try anything possible to get your attention. And to be honest with you, it can get kind of sad, some of the things yeah. they do to get your attention. But it, all it does is confirm I did the right thing. I'm in the right place. And it just reminds And honestly, what it will show to everybody else around you all will see, oh, you want the crazy one. Mm-hmm. They're crazy. Just yeah. let the Lord do what he's doing. That's right. And, you know, like just let it happen. But if the clear expectations and boundaries are not working, the gray rock stuff is not working. Because mm-hmm. remember, they're about control, manipulation, involve the law wherever it is needed. It is a scripture in the Bible. I was irritated. I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. But it talks about as far as the law is there for evil right. years. The law is there because God is well aware that they don't have this, um, you know, compass of good and heart mm-hmm. and, you know, Holy Spirit to do the right thing. So sadly, you got to bring in the law to make them help provide for their children. Right. To make them provide and help for you still, because some people may have the, you know, not some, a lot of people have that. This is why a lot of laws and states make it where if you buy a home together, you have to put your spouse on there because mm-hmm. it was a time and place where people would just kick people out. It's my mm-hmm. house. And so right. sadly, a law was put in place. Do what you have to do to protect yourself, your children. And I'm not trying to say necessarily depend on that provision, but allow God to use whatever vessel he decides to and don't block that because, mm, oh, well, it may be wrong for you to take him to court because the Lord says that, you know, we should, you know, as Christians come together and make amends before we go to court. If you notice, though, he says to Christians, right, to people yes. who have a sound, you know, a sound mind, a sound yes. heart. How are you going to come to a Christian decision? Do you remember what you were in? Do you remember yeah. what was going on? Well, you know, and in Matthew 18, as we talked about before, as you look about those steps to confronting an unrepentant sinner, the last yeah. step is that they become as an unbeliever to you. Yeah. So you made an excellent point there. We're talking about two Christians that this person basically has put themselves into a classification as yeah. an unbeliever. Yeah. So the way that we handle that situation is different. And the way that we might confront some of those things is different. Now, if that person says they believe in Jesus all day long, that does not necessarily <laughs> make them a believer. Yeah. Yes, I know. If it- that's what really messes us up. Um, and I'm going to actually do another episode about that in regards to how to really recognize, you know, just a good man versus, a, you know, a bad hearted man or whatever words you want to say for it is that you have to realize that like, just because somebody's talking and, oh, I am a believer and I do believe in Jesus Christ. And I always tell people, you know what, it's a difference from knowing something and loving somebody. I can know Michelle and not love her, or I can love Michelle and know her. It's a difference. They well, may you know, know Jesus the tree Christ, by you know? its fruit, right? You know, exactly. you know that tree by its fruit. Exactly. If you know somebody, oh, I know this person. So, you know, I'm aware that they're human. You know, I'm not going to just like do whatever because I know they're human. But if I love Michelle, I'm going to try to be kind to her. I'm not going to be selfish towards her. It's a difference. If they don't have a relationship with God, they don't care what God is saying in his word. Right. They don't care about what the Holy Spirit, and they probably don't even have, because if you come a Christian in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is in you. However, you can deaden that voice. You can avoid it. You can just keep quieting and quieting and the Holy Spirit like, well, I'm saying stuff, but they're not even listening mm-hmm. because they don't have a relationship with God. So you need to treat them sadly as an unbeliever. And you're going to have to involve the law and, it, and, and be prepared. They're going to flip 
uh, some things on you because they know that you love God and they know that you're a Christian. So what they're going to do, they're going to start trying to use the Bible against you. Right. How can you say that you love me and you calling the cops on me? How can you say that you love me and, you know, we're going to court and you're just trying to steal all of my money? What the world? Be prepared. Be prepared for all of that. And this is what we call, like, this is really the tough love though. And if this is why I think it's Mm -hmm. so important that you go to that place of peace in your heart, because Mm -hmm. then, you know, in your relationship between you and God, you know, that you have an abundance of actual love for this person that you are trying to show them the right way. And Mm. as long as you know, you're not doing anything out of anger or retaliation, then you know that you're standing before God is what's right. That's good. You know, that in the day, you know, what your heart is like, you know, Mm. you, you know, we know Michelle, all of us know Mm -hmm. you are in love with this person or just love the person you care about them. I still care my partners you know what I mean like that's just my nature that's my makeup but I do love God and I love myself more and I know some of you all love your children more and you just have to get to this place of like please know God sees your heart he knows you care about this person mm-hmm. but he also cares about you more than you even care about yourself mm-hmm. and he wants you in a better situation and so the only way that you can get to this place of healing and really get to a place of freedom is you're going to have to start here with these things. We're going over expectations, change of communication, boundaries, involve the law. And so the proper steps for you to heal as well from that, get therapy where you can. We've already talked about in the first part, as far as like how to seek out different counselors. It's okay if you go to one and you don't like them and you switch. I've switched counselors a million times. Go where you feel like you are getting served what you need. Um, and if you can possibly find that balance of Christian and, um, you know, they kind of use like the, what is it called, secular, you know, side mm-hmm. of it too. It's okay, you know, because you, you do have a mind and if people study the mind, that's okay to go yeah. to a psychologist. Um, if you have to add in medicine, do not let anybody condemn you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing that I believe about God and, you know, Michelle, you can say your part on this too. Mm-hmm. God gave us all gifts to cultivate this earth. God made our bodies. He knows what works, how it works and function. I believe that God does use these gifts to heal us. Prime example, abuse can actually change your brain. Mm -hmm. I can pray all day and God can do some miraculous things. I know God can do it. And then sometimes God does it in a process. It's just all about what God decides to do. Don't hinder your healing worrying about what people thinking. Mm-hmm. don't handle your progress worry about what other people thinking yeah. if you're in a place that medicine will help you it's okay it's okay go to therapy take your medicine whatever it will do to get you to a place of heal because I promise you know what one day you may not even need that medicine anymore I even That's got true. to that point well I don't even use as much medicine as I used to because mm-hmm. you're out mm-hmm. of a toxic environment yeah. Um, but Michelle, what do you think about that? I know people are kind of like, oh, about the medicine thing yeah. and therapy. And- no, you know, I actually had medication that I was on in college for clinical anxiety. Mm-hmm. And just, I think the way that people can understand what the medication does in conjunction with therapy, they need yes, to go together. Yes, and prayer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, they be popping pills. Now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, they, they work together in that the mm-hmm. medication alters the chemistry of your brain a little bit, just so you can slow down. Yes. You know, if your brain is running so fast, or if you are just not able to, to function normally, because you're just so consumed with thoughts or Fear, emotions, whatever crazy, the case would yeah. be, it just helps your chemistry and your brain to settle a little bit. Get so back in then, order. 
Yeah. So yeah. then you can do the things that you're learning in therapy. You can change some of the thought patterns. You can change yeah. some of your behaviors and not yeah. have the hindrance of that on top of it. Mm -hmm. And then for me, it was, it was something that I got to a point where I said, okay, I think I want to learn how to do this now and be free of the medication. And mm -hmm. so it's a process, but getting possible, free yeah. of the medication was also, it felt like for, and, and some people, you may never, never get off the meds. It's not a badge of honor, whether you get on it or, you know, stay right, off or, it don't, or whatever, right. you know, yeah. it's whatever is required for your situation. But for mm -hmm. me, I wanted to be off of it. I wanted to have just that freedom for me. And it was, it was a little difficult because you feel like, okay, I got these disciplines down pretty good with the medicine. And then you take away my training wheels. Well, it's scary for a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, how am I going to be? But people get but, off it, you know? Yeah. It but it was just, time. it was for the time. It was that thing that helped me to let the behavioral changes take root. And then ease off of those so that I was now, I, I'm working with a different set of reasoning tools and, you know, yes. able to work through anxious moments in mm -hmm. a way that I hadn't been able to before, you know? So it's, it's just yeah. kind of like a, a baby steps kind of approach and you experiment a little bit, whether it's with different kinds of medications, different doses, different doctors, you know, right. stuff. but I don't think, I think that it's really important that we don't put any kind of shame or stigma attached. to yeah. I mean, really, and truly a lot of the things that we might be going through in our lives as it pertains to being in an abusive relationship, they may have had some roots in some things that happened to us when we were younger. And I know mm -hmm. that that was definitely the case for me, you yeah. know? And so we have to realize that a lot of these things are layered and they take a lot of time and effort to yeah. get through, but you can, and mm -hmm. you can use all kinds of different tools to get there. Yes. Just be open mm -hmm. to God's way of healing you. I had a yeah. bad habit of, um, you know, I thought like, this is the way God is going to heal me. You know, that was it. Mm. Um, and it took time for me to learn, like, you got to be open to God's way of healing you for whatever yeah. reason, the way he decides to heal. And like she said, it's a really good idea to research these things. You know, it helped me seeing like, oh, some of these medicines actually just tries to chemically get you back to where mm -hmm. it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just do it for like a year, it stabilizes it and then you're good. Mm -hmm. But it's like she said, never get to a place where you're dependent on any one thing. Mm -hmm. Don't think like, oh, well, I'm just gonna take like the highest dose possible, but I'm not gonna go to therapy. I'm not gonna pray. I'm not gonna make boundaries. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Works all, <laughs> it works all together. Yeah. And yes. like she said, you may do it forever. It is okay. You may not. I mean, it's different things that come up, especially as women, especially if um, you don't have children yet, you wanna have children, you may have to possibly get off of it, you know, yeah, or, you know, right. it happens, you know? Yep. So just, we want to make sure, you know, not to be shunned by that. Um, so whether it's therapy and in medication, but make sure in the midst of that, you have to change your environment. Yes. Relationally say, too. Yeah. Community ahead, is such a huge part of that, yeah. you know, and it's, it's getting out of any situations that might be unhealthy for you. And so it might mean that you can't go back to your family, like your relationship mm -hmm. with your brothers, sisters, parents, whatever might not be healthy. They might not be the people that you can process this stuff with. It might yep. be that you have 
great neighbors. You know, it might be that you have a really great church body. You know, I think mm -hmm. that was the thing that was huge for me was getting into a new church body and finding a mentor who'd been through a very similar situation. And so much healing came through mm -hmm. knowing that I was cared for and accepted in yes. the most broken moment of my mm -hmm. life and extended to my kids. And it just makes Aww. all of the difference to look in a time like this at seeking those healthiest relationships. It says in the word that God puts the solitary in families and he Amen. does that so well. Father to the father, mother to the mother with you. Through, through the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And please know that he will um, bring whatever type of relationship that you need at that moment. Um, just be prepared to not hold on to things that happen in this transition. Mm -hmm. Some of it's going to be seasonal. Um, and then he's going to move you to the next thing. For instance, like I moved um, back closer to home. Now, me personally, I could not go back home to my parents' house. Just wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, and I have a, you know, I'm old enough, have a job and all that stuff to get my own place. So, yeah. you know, but God did put in my heart to like move a little bit closer to home. Um, and so he'll do that sometimes to kind of put you back in a situation of love, comfort to build you back up yeah. um, so that you can be reminded of the amazing person you are and the loving environment he desires for you to have and when his timing and in his will he may bring a person in your life that is mm -hmm. nothing like what you were with mm -hmm. however and it kind of goes along with some of the part of the healing process I do suggest to kind of hold, hold off on dating um, yes. I made that mistake I can mm. totally admit to that. Mm. I did some crazy stuff if I went through my divorce, you know, mm. and I talk more about that in my The Breakup book. But, you know, try your best. I do, if you do do it, it's okay. Like, God understands. He's just like um, when that man had his, what, what is it? The man, the son left and he came back and mm -hmm. he was right there with open arms. You know, God yeah. knows what you're yeah. going through. Yep. And that you're going to do things sometimes to try to fill that void. I'm just trying to tell you from personal experience. Um, it's going to be very temporary. It's not going to heal you. It's not going to last. You will end up right back what we're talking about with God healed and allowing him to heal you. So just if you can try to avoid that coming from somebody who did some crazy stuff, um, you need to let the Lord heal you. And it's just not a good place to bring in new people because yes, that other person was abusive. Yes, the situation was abusive. It did change you a little bit though, and you got to mm -hmm. heal and yes. you'll end up messing up other people and potentially good relationships. Um, Cause it's just not time. You got to yes. heal. Yes. And I think the other thing is when you've been in a, a bad situation for a long time and you kind of felt overlooked and neglected emotionally, mm -hmm. any little bit of attention from uh -huh. somebody is going to feel amazing. <laughs> so yes. if you and you'll know, get right back with another abuser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you, if you just realize that like, yep, you're going to start feeling things you never, you haven't felt in a long time or never felt before. Mm -hmm. just, you can accept that that's part of the waking up process. That's kind of what I, yeah. I see it as, is, you know, you've been asleep under this for a long time and you're kind of waking mm -hmm. up and it's like, wow, look at all this stuff around me. But oh, yes, in the long yes. run, in the long run, it is so worth it for you. And if you have kids for your kids, for you to just spend, I mean, and I, I know people are not going to want to hear it when I say this, but spend a couple of years, especially just getting healed, getting back to, and I don't even say back to the you that 
that God had created, he's going to bring you to new levels. And oh my so God. Yes. Come out even better. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to miss out on it. Cause it's beautiful. It's so beautiful, you know, and a lot of times I forgot what the actual number is and I don't ever put um, certain times or whatever, you know, like she did a couple of years, Mm -hmm. you know, just whatever, you know, your situation, you know, Michelle said she, I think he said 19 years, right? Mm -hmm. Mine was like five. So, you know, everybody's story is going to look different, but I do really want you to think about, um, you know, God knows the best time frame and all of that. He knows, but just understand it. Like she said, if you have gone through that and you're still healing, I will want to say, please be mindful of your conversation with new men that you meet. Um, because if you come across another person who may be hiding as the same type of person, um, they will use knowing that you are looking to be saved and healed mm-hmm. and come off as a savior. Mm-hmm. will come off to you as a savior. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love you different. And we're going to end up in the same situation. You're okay. in a very vulnerable state, very vulnerable state. Um, controlling narcissistic abusers prey on that. I mean, they prey on it. So it's just really good to allow, you know what, God, allow God to just hide you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's hide. so many times my prayer. I'm like, Lord, yes. just hide me. I want to keep my peace. Hide me, if Jesus. This is not what you have for me. Just hide me. <laughs> I mean, because you just cause more damage. You know, yeah. I can think about so many situations that I have caused more damage. And some stuff, yes, it came in a, such a secretive way I couldn't even tell. You know, but that's why I really, really mm-hmm. do pray that you pray for wisdom and um, you know, for that God helps you to really see things through his eyes and hide you just God I pray that you hide these women you know just Mm -hmm. hide them so that you can be sheltered and protected and healed God wants to heal you and fill you with his spirit he wants to fulfill you he also wants to build you back up he cannot do that if you're exposed do not expose yourself right now Yeah. yeah you need to put yourself in a safe place you need to heal be prayerful be patient in the process and I, I want to say out of everything with all of we saying, please, please, please forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. You didn't know. Mm-hmm. You went by what you thought you knew. We all did that. Yeah. You went by the knowledge that you knew. Stop beating up yourself. That is the enemy trying to condemn you, making you think it's all your fault. Is it some parts in there that you probably need to work on? Yeah, that's all of us. Mm-hmm. However, the enemy, he's just running around prowling looking for he who he can devour this is why God tells us to have the armor of God over us you need to be in prayer you need to be in your word you need to be around good Christian people you need to have your spiritual discernment light on all the time because the enemy baby he on all day every day but we have to be on all day every day as well and do not just don't let that condemnation come over you it's okay forgive them you got to forgive them and I, that's, I don't want to forget about that part either mm-hmm. forgive them I know it's hard to now forgiveness doesn't mean that what they did was okay right doesn't mean that you know you have to go back and be like oh I forgive you we can love again nope 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 nope, nope. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying nope uh yes and I talk more about that in the breakup book like what forgiveness really looks like um but you're gonna have to forgive them because please understand they are operating under a spirit of the enemy sadly um, they're letting the enemy use them mm-hmm. because they're blind. Yeah. Um, and sadly, until their eyes are open, and if you remember in the Bible when Paul had his Damascus Road experience, 
God had to intervene. Paul could have easily have decided, oh, that was just witchery, witchcraft that happened. I'm still going to be killing Christians. No, it hit him that there is a God and I am wrong. Let God do his work. Let God do his thing. But he's going to have to open their eyes. But please let go of the past. Let go of what has happened. God has a new future for you. He is a healer. He has, I mean, Michelle and me are mm-hmm. testaments to this. Yeah. And we still are healing. I'm still healing. Mine's pretty yeah. fresh um, mm-hmm. with it. But man, y'all, on the other side, it is amazing. It's a lot of joy. It's yes, worth it. Is. Yes. Yep. Do you have anything, <laughs> I guess, last you want to say to everybody before we wrap up? I think that that's an incredibly wise way to end this, that God has love and grace for you and mercy in this situation. So Amen. just receive it. Just, just grab onto it, hold mm-hmm. onto it, embrace it. Let it just pour over you and know all of the while that if he's taking you through this and he's taking you out of this, he's taking you to something incredible beyond it. And you can believe that he is not done yet. He has only good things in mind for you and you can trust him. Amen. You know, you know, you know what I'm going to go and do. I wasn't going to pray for y'all, but I'm going to pray for y'all because you know what? I want you to realize how much God is in love with you. So, you know, I'm going to say a little bit, I'm going to let Michelle say whatever she feels for whoever is listening to this. You know, God, I just pray, Lord, for healing over whoever hears this. I pray that you give them faith and strength. And God, that you hover them with your spirit of hope, your spirit of love. God, I hope they understand, God, that you are so in love with them, Mm -hmm. that you loved them before even their parents knew them. And you already had a plan of Jesus Christ to come into our lives so that we can come back and commune with you and be healed and whole and become everything you called us to be, God. Lord, help her to forgive herself. Help her to have the strength to know that she is a beauty. She was a jewel and that you see them as precious and you only want them to be treated as precious. And that if it's anybody in their life that is not treating them as such, that is not from you because God, you are a giver of good gifts. Everything that good comes from you, everything that is not of you, it is always going to destroy. You have come to give us life, Lord Jesus. I just pray for whomever is listening to this episode and is just scared, Lord. I just pray, God, for her mind. God, you keep us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed on you, God. And I just pray that anyone who's experiencing fear or doubt in this situation would know that you go before, Lord, that you call us to keep in step with you, God, but it is you who goes before us. And Lord, I just pray that your freedom would be felt in every circumstance where there's darkness and oppression, Lord, that the works of evil would be exposed, Lord, and that your glory would reign supreme in the lives of the women who are listening to this today. We praise you, God. We glorify you. Yes, holy to your name, Lord. You are a God supreme peace and love god you are you are our champion you are the victor and we praise you and glorify you in the name of jesus 
Amen. 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 So we're going to stop right there, ladies, because you know when Michelle and I have that type of spirit, we'll be on the phone for hours, just wanted to just encourage you and the Holy Spirit to hover you. But we know that God is there with you. God has already overcome anything the enemy tries to do to destroy you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. It will not. So until next time, God bless. We hope you have a wonderful day, night, morning, whatever time that you listen to this. (laughs) Uh, We want to say thanks as well to Michelle. Um, I pray that you do mothers out there. If you want a little bit more help when it comes to um, how to handle these situations from a mother's side, a parenting side, please visit her website at agapemomscorrect.com. Yep, agapemoms.com. Yes, uh, yes. yes, you all really, really should. And so until next time, God bless. As always, you can visit chloeamgoodin.com for more books, blogs, podcast topics, as well as resources. You can also contact me there for any questions and or also if you have anything that you want to inquire about with the podcast, as well as speaking events. As always, I hope that I'm able to lead you into healing, hope, strength, and fulfillment through Christ. And make sure to subscribe so you can learn more about the Chloe Good Ministries, as well as stay up to date. Until next time, God bless.